Section 81 of India, Persia, Mesopotamia and Palestine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Yael. The World's Story, Volume 2. India, Persia, Mesopotamia and Palestine. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 81. How to Make Calls. About 1885 by S. G. W. Benjamin. The afternoon or the early morning is the time when the gentlemen of Tehran exchange calls, never in the evening. A Persian gentleman never calls on a Persian lady. He does not even venture to inquire after her health, or even to mention her to her husband. But after her death it is proper to call on the male relatives of the deceased, to express condolence. A father or a brother may visit a daughter or sister, unless forbidden by the husband. Notwithstanding these restrictions, the exchange of visits among the ladies or among gentlemen is a common custom at Tehran, and is a most formidable affair, affording a complete display of the elaborate etiquette for which Persia has always been famous. All the ceremonies attending such a visit are shaded down to the finest point and form part of the education of every Persian, becoming in fact a second nature to him. Before making a social call, a servant is sent, generally the previous day, to announce it. The rank of the servant who is sent is suited to the rank of the gentleman who is to receive the visit. If a person of very high degree is to call on one of similar position, it is considered eminently proper to announce and accept the visit in an autograph note. If the caller be of the higher rank, he simply states that he proposes to call at such an hour. If of equal or lower rank, he asks permission to call. The call must be made on horseback or in a carriage, and the number of mounted attendants depends on the rank of the person visited. On approaching the house, the visitor, if of high rank, is met by mounted heralds, who immediately return at full speed to announce the approach of the guest. If the host be of very high rank, he will try sometimes to see the effect on his guest of coming into the reception room after the arrival of the guest. Supposing he has not tried such a manoeuvre, a courteous skirmish occurs when the guest enters the door. Each seeks to outdo the other in politeness, while each is exceedingly careful not to accept or allow a position to which he is not entitled by rank. The corner of the room, the most remote from the entrance, is the place of honour. The guest, if he outranks the host, while strenuously declining to take that seat, will be very careful that his host does not occupy it instead, and quite as careful not to accept it if inferior in rank, although urged, for to do so under such circumstances would be to affront the host, and invite an affront in return. The host, when in the apartment on the arrival of the guest, advances outside of the door of the reception room to receive one of superior rank, meets him at the door if of equal rank, and leads him by the hand to his seat, goes halfway the length of the apartment to meet one of slightly inferior rank, but does not condescend to advance a step for a guest far below in social or official position. When the host and guest are of equal rank, chairs or cushions are arranged in corresponding position opposite the refreshment table, and so on through all the various social grades. Other things being equal, the left hand, and not the right, is the place of honour. The serving of refreshments is another important question regulated by undeviating custom. The nazir, or head steward of the household, enters in his stocking feet, ushering a number of servants equal to the number to be served. 
if host and guest be of equal rank the cup is presented to each at exactly the same moment but if one outranks the other he is first served when there is present a member of the royal family or one of the cabinet or council of the shah or a foreign minister the servants must always retire backward to the door the number and character of the refreshments depend on the rank the hour and the season in the morning tea is served once in the afternoon the guest being of equal or higher rank he is first served with tea in dainty glasses this is followed by the kalian or water pipe when several persons of equal rank are to be served it is the proper thing to bring an equal number of lighted pipes but if one present outranks all the others only one pipe is brought in which is handed to him before smoking he makes a fiend of offering it in turn to all present but woe to him who incautiously accepts before he of higher rank has smoked for in that case he will be made to feel the withering scorn of which a persian gentleman is capable after the first kalian tea is served again followed by a second pipe after a proper interval the length of which is regulated by the acceptability of the visit coffee is served in tiny cups followed in turn by the pipe this is the signal that the limit of the entertainment has been reached and soon the guest in honey words expresses his acknowledgment for the courtesy of the host and requires permission to depart when the persian new year begins with the spring equinox the season is indicated by the substitution of a cool sherbet for the first cup of tea and sometimes of an ice in the place of coffee but after the september equinoctial the tea and coffee are resumed these may seem trivial matters but in persia they have great weight and not only in the taste of the host indicated by the quality and style of the refreshments but the savoir faire and the rank of the guest are weighed by his bearing on such an occasion it is of no slight importance that a european in persia should understand the force of these laws of etiquette otherwise he is liable to have his breeding as a gentleman misunderstood while by strongly asserting his claim to all the privileges which he has the right to demand suitable to his rank he receives the respect which is his due but which no persian will give except when he sees him firm on these points end of section eighty one this recording is in the public domain recording by yael